You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Hi everyone, I'm Cody Arm. Welcome to the, to this special episode of the Pixels Inc. podcast, brought to you by Concierge Magazine and, of course, our friends over at Buns. Thanks, Buns. Thanks, Woo-hoo. Buns. Woo! Uh, yeah, uh, this is day two. It's two? not. It's not day two hundred. No. God, it feels like it. It does. Um. So it, it's day two, loop five hundred. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um. So unlike last night when I said this is going to be a short podcast. This actually is going to be a short podcast because we all have a lot of stuff. We got some stuff. Yeah, um, so. Unless we go on a tangent. We might. <laughs> I don't really want to. I can't think of anything. I can't, so. I can't, tan- I, I, I don't go on tangents ever. I mean, if we want to talk about Jack in the Box, I've got some opinions of that. We ate, we, we ate a Jack in the Box. Dude, you don't have Jack in the Box. We in don't. Canada, so dude. that's what do you the thing. thing. Um, it's Burger King. Okay, I, but on a scale of like. One of ten? Are we talking game yeah, we material? Like a solid three. <laughs> a solid three. <laughs> like a solid three. Man, that's, that's poor Jack. That's, that's pretty good. Poor Jack. I mean, I, I would have rated it higher if uh, there wasn't the potential of a murder happening. Yeah, oh, oh someone said he was going to shoot that guy. Yeah, that was so Because he was... wouldn't open up the washroom. I could shoot didn't... you right now. I, yeah. yeah. What so, the fuck was, hell, heck was that? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I don't know what that was, man. Um, but you know, if you can tell by the voices in the room, uh, joining me today is Elias Blondo. Hey guys, and honorary editor Cole <laughs> Honorary, honorary editor until next pod. <laughs> no, we got one more, I think, and then you're not. Oh yeah. Then I get demoted again. So I do have a question. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is this is for Cole. I asked you. Your game's critic, uh, Cole, is primarily your tech critic. Yeah. Now, from a technical perspective, specs-wise, frame rates, anti-aliasing, uh, 12K, what would you rate Jack in the Box? <laughs> well, let's see. With all the potential of the Xbox One X, I would have to say, <laughs> Jack in the Box could use a couple teraflops on that burger. <laughs> That burger, well, that patty was pretty teraflopy, though. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, um, last last night we talked about the press conferences, and there haven't been any since, so that's out the window. <laughs> yeah. So I think what we'll do is, uh, why don't we just talk about some of the stuff we played? That's okay. a good idea. What what we liked, what had potential, um, and yeah, we'll just go from there. Yeah. Who, who wants to go first? Uh, I don't know, man. Do you want me to go? You you can you, go. can you can go first. Okay, so uh, my day was pretty weird. So originally I had Nintendo booked uh, for Big Block um, from like ten to eleven thirty, I think, okay. um, something like that. It could have been just ten to eleven. I'm over exaggerating, but um, so I, I originally had Nintendo, and then uh, because of something, they had to move our appointment. Uh, so that's why I, I talked about all the Nintendo stuff yesterday. Yeah. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow, too. Um, <laughs> cool. So I had uh, nothing until 2 today. Um, but I had to reschedule some appointments, and I went to WB. Uh, so 
I got my hands on Middle Earth Shadow of War. Uh, the worst title for any game ever. Really yes. bad title, um, honestly. But Should I just been the original with the two? Yep. With that being said, though... You should call it Shadow of Wardor. <laughs> hey! With um, that being said... It was a really, really good showing. Um, and... Uh, I, I, I couldn't believe the amount of customization involved. Uh, when they say, yeah, we want you to experience a story, like your own story, they mm-hmm. weren't lying. This is um, an experience that everyone will, uh, will will talk about and it'll be a little bit different. So for me, I went to Fort to go siege, you know, take it over, whatever. And... Um, uh, you know, I, I brought a dragon with me, which the, dra- the drake <laughs> is the coolest thing ever. It uh, even if you bring it onto the battlefield, that doesn't mean it's gonna help you. Yeah, it just it's there and it's gonna blow things up and it might go after you. It doesn't care. So it's a wild um, card. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you can also tame it. Okay. So you can ride it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's is pretty it, rad. It's a fly. It's like yeah. a fly. Yeah, dragon. Yeah, it's a fly. Okay. Dragon, okay. Okay. Ride. All right. And uh, so you get two attacks with it. One is um, you know fire breath and the other one is like a lob of like molten whatever and then the other attack you can fly over enemies and just pick them up and fly up in the air and drop them oh yes all right so it's pretty cool like that but anyway uh so i'm i'm working my way through the fort and um you know i've lost a couple of my generals along the way and you know i've gained a couple generals along the way too it was uh quite the quite the adventure it was very emotional and then um (laughs) i get in to um, where the warlord is. Yeah, and, war boss. Yeah, and he's. Um, I'm fighting him. He's. I get downed uh, twice in like as many minutes. This is way into the battle. He's almost dead. I'm almost dead. So I get downed the second time, and there goes to a quick time event when you get downed, and it's like if you don't, if you mess it up, you're. That's it. You're dead. Yeah. Uh, so he's about to. He has this like blunt object, and he's about to swing it. And out of nowhere, one of my orc generals just, bam, right in his face or something, <laughs> and just kept going until he was dead. Oh, and I, it was so cool. And like, even the the WB rep started just screaming. <laughs> like, it was um, it was really epic. And uh, that's not that's not the only thing it has going for it. There's a lot of side missions. Um, they, they, Mordor is bigger than ever. Um, the, the amount of customization, uh, in your augmentations, um, it's got a bit of crafting in it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I was there for almost two hours. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, cause the reps, they, they, they're told not to like kick anyone out. They're like, just play as long as you want. I didn't know that. So I'm like, man, <laughs> it feels like I've been playing for a long time. Oh, that's why I've got to go. And he's like, okay. They're like, do, do I have, like, a certain amount of time? He's like, no, I'm not, I, I'm told not to let anyone, I'm told not to kick anyone out. I'm like, oh, do you want me to leave? He's like, you can do whatever you want, man. He's like, well, I feel weird now. Can you just tell me my plans yeah, are yeah. Um, But yeah, um, um, that was a fantastic game. What's the, uh, I'm curious, is the combat basically like the Arkham system again? Uh, it, it, it does have the fluid system. Okay, um, cool. But there's so much more added. Right. Um, so... The uh, mo- a lot of the, the the changes I noticed were in the melee, uh, not melee, the ranged attacks. Okay. So um, 
you now have, you know, the special attack, if you press, like, Y and B at the same time, you get that, like, special melee attack. Like, kill yeah. animation? Yeah, so yeah. you get, you get something like that. But, yeah, executions, thank you. Uh, you get something like that as well uh, with, a, with the bow now, too. Okay. Um, so you, you, put, you draw the bow, and instead of pressing R trigger, mm-hmm. you press R button, mm-hmm. and um, you get, like, a more deadly shot. Uh, and then there's other stuff, too, where uh, you have, like, a stealth move where, uh, while using your bow... Um, if you tap triangle or Y, excuse me, Y, uh, you can actually like uh, you use like your rape ability to grab um, the enemy from where he is and pull him back to you, Ooh. and then like he's downed, and then you can like you know like take him over or whatever. Uh, and another one too is that you teleport over to him so that you can just kill him, and then like it immediately flows you into like you can you can move into like your next animation. Um, it was. I went into it not expecting much, because mm-hmm. um, I like Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, um, but I didn't love it. I thought that yeah, there was something missing. There's something uh, I, I I think that they tried to cram too much into too little, and then yeah. had to cut it. Uh, that's what it felt like. It and didn't it didn't help in the first one. I think that uh, your first exposure to the game, and I mean this this might just be me. I think your first several hours you spend in that game is. Well, this is muddy and rainy and not fun to look at and just kind of all runs together. And you yeah. only, I think, and like you got to the, in the first one, you got to a really beautiful area, the second area, but by that point I was already like, I'm so over this. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, like, I, I agree that like, that game did not start off on the best foot and there was all, there was too little. Yeah, for me it was that the beginning felt like too much of a slog because... Uh, it really wanted you to focus on leveling up your abilities, but it wasn't giving you enough XP to actually customize Tyrion the way you really wanted to. Uh, but then, when you're unlocking the ability to finally get your army together to manipulate that nemesis system the way that you really want to and find the generals that you want to have on those front lines, that was when it was getting really interesting. But then the experience was cut short because it's the end of the game. And the final battle wasn't all that satisfying and left on a very big cliffhanger. So a question I have for you, Cody, is... So they're showing that they have a lot of customization with Tyrion now. Uh, Are you able to customize your army at all when you start... uh, Yes, uh, you can. So um, your... your, uh, your, I I guess I I call them chieftains. I'm not sure. Uh, They all have different loadouts that you can bring into battle. Oh, that's scary. Um, no. So I don't know how much of that's customizable and how much of that is just that's what they have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you can actually, uh, like one of the reasons why I brought the Drake, aside from the fact that it's a goddamn Drake, uh, <laughs> was because uh, the, the chieftain that I was fighting uh, didn't like explosions. Um, oh, so he so, pretty yeah. scared of it. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, a Drake makes sense then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's like, uh, you have your, like, your Beastmaster, he can bring in different things. Um, you have different... Uh, different chieftains that can bring in different troops, um, things like that. So yeah, uh, there's there's a lot. You this is made so that you can play it the way you want, um, and it was really cool. Another thing, um, what are they called? Gauls? Go. Uh. Gar. Are you talking about the, the big one? Oh yes, yes, Gauls. Yeah. Gauls. Uh, Close enough, I believe. I think <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. It's been a long time since I've read Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Are we 
we going off on a tangent? Uh, no, 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 we're not <laughs> keep going. Keep going. This is subtitled "Not the Tangent," <laughs> not the tangent podcast. <laughs> No hashtag, hashtag no tangent. Trey's amigo, no tangent. <laughs> it's like Bill O'Reilly has his no spill zone. We no spill zone. No, no. That's exactly no, what that is. No spin zone. We got the no tangent zone. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, they they they've even upgraded those too, so that um, you know there's elemental ones. Yeah. Um, so I got to ride one that. Uh, it was it was like a, like a kill frenzy from Grand Theft Auto. That was the mission. Oh, uh, but it was with ghouls, and you're riding Ooh. one of those big things, and it's like you breathe fire too. So just do it. And you're just, oh, it was um yeah it was it was really cool. Um, I I, I have a lot of expectations for it. it and, uh, yeah, I mean like obviously this was a this wasn't a f- complete product, so I did experience some bugs, but. Um, I don't think it comes out until next year, right? I thought it came out this year. I think it I, is I don't year. know. This year. It's later this year, though. Yeah, yeah it's definitely. Already, they have, like, sure. several months yeah, to, like, okay. iron so, yeah, out. They're gonna, they, they'll, they'll be able to fix sure. it. Um, I, I think this is one that people should keep an eye out for. I think this could be um, the title that really puts that game on the map. Uh, I know people were excited for it when it came out originally, uh, yeah. but I think this can be um, the one that takes that from being a, a good series to, yeah, the Shadow... the. The, the Middle Earth the series. Shadow series. The Middle of Earth. The Middle of Earth Shadow series. The Middle Earth Shadow series. The successor to Shadow the Hedgehog. It doesn't <laughs> I wish. Um it doesn't it doesn't um it doesn't fix one of my biggest problems with the franchise, uh, which is gonna be something I feel like both y'all are gonna about to come down on. Oh. I think Talion's a boring character. Yeah. I, I don't like him very much. I, I have played a lot of games. Oh, yeah, it is Talion. I said Tyrion before. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that's a that's a that like that Game of um, Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> that Game of Thrones. That Game of the Thrones. Um, I think I think Talion's boring. I've played a lot of games and watched a lot of movies. Most of them starring Nick Cage that have the story of <laughs> my wife and my son are dead, and now I'm mad. Yeah. But but um, I don't like Troy Baker. So. <laughs> I met him today. He's a nice guy. Yeah. I, I just don't like a lot of his roles. Is what I'm um, trying to say. He's cool. He's cool. I, I thought Talion was pretty much just a blank slate that you could put anything onto him. But uh, I hope that they flesh him out in the sequel. Me too. Before. Here's the thing, though. I don't want him to. Mm. And, and hear me out. Hear me out. I understand where you're coming sure. from. He is very boring. But I don't want this character to have depth. I'm leading a orc army into a fort to take it over because. I don't know. It's Middle Earth, and that's what you do. Like, I don't, I don't want him to have depth. I just want him to be like a cool, uh, overtaker. Yeah, I would say that. And then, what I mean by fleshing him out is creating that bro relationship between him and the Wraith. Okay, I can see that. Um, I mean, what was pretty cool too. It's not, it's not with him and the Wraith, but it was uh, with him and uh, the orcs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all have uh, like interactions with each other. Oh yeah, like all the banners you can see going from South Hall to Concourse. Yeah, um, it was pretty cool to see as well. I, I don't. We're we're running low on battery here, so I'm gonna try to. We are. <laughs> yeah. Oh lord. Um. So another cool thing too is that after you take over uh, a, a fortress, you can assign an an orc to uh, man it. Uh, and, and it'll be his. So obviously, the guy that saved my life got the fortress. Yeah. Um, and uh, after you do that, 
everything around like in that area starts like his like look like his colors his um like his symbol all that stuff starts to get like erected in there and like they start forming the uh the fortress in his image okay that's sick yeah so um what you do has an impact on on the world that's cool yeah it's and that's just the demo I played. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm excited. Like I, um, I, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it, it looks really cool. Cool. Anyway, what about you? You played, you played that that them there Sonic. I did. I got to play Sonic Forces today. I already played Mania at uh, the Sonic so Mama Jamma Rama Bama event. Base, whatever <laughs> it was called. The house Crush Forty played. played. Yeah, Crush Forty played. Best moment of my life. To be honest, yeah. they played Shadow Music, and I love Shadow the Hedgehog. Don't tell anyone. Oh wait, this is a podcast. Uh, <laughs> I played Sonic Forces. Um, I went into this game thinking that I would like modern sonic i'd feel lukewarm for its classic sonic and i would uh feel really bad about the custom characters right yeah. so i went into this really short notice they just happened to have a thing free and threw me on it um without having to wait in the two hour line these lines are insane here um honestly and i i really 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 liked it <laughs> Um, I, I, I have a little bit of a bias. I do love the Sonic franchise, warts and all. Uh, actually, I don't like the warts. Um, I really don't. Warts uh, are very... What's up, daddy. Sonic Shuffle? Um, <laughs> woo! Woo, what's up, Sonic? What's up, Sonic Heroes? Woo! Um, I hate... Sonic Heroes was pretty... That game's garbage. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Now, a lot of people think that's, like, the best 3D Sonic game, and I, I, I dislike no. it greatly. Uh, I, I think most people talk about... Sonic Adventure 2. And see, I don't like... I, I like Adventure 1 better. So do I. Thank you! Yeah. Oh my, you're the only one I've ever met who well, said that. I mean, <laughs> Sonic Adventure 1 has E102 Gamma, who has literally the best story in the Sonic franchise. Right. Right. Thank you. My favorite Sonic games would be the... Uh, especially modern would just be Advance. Like, it's a mix of classic and modern. Oh, yeah, those are good ones. And yeah. then I love good. Rush as well. Yeah. Uh, Chronicles. Mm. Yeah. That the best one. The best Sonic game. <laughs> the With the amazing soundtrack the that's a series of beeps. Sonic yeah, the, yeah. But yeah, I, I played some Sonic Forces. Uh, Sonic controls way less like Generations and way more like Colors. And I know those games are very oh, similar. Okay, but, I, I know where you're going. But it's, it, it's way more... what you're throwing. Right, all right. I'm, I'm, yeah. So, I did run into some of the typical... Sonic 3D Sonic squirreliness, but I don't like at this point. I don't feel like that's really they had. They've had a lot of games to perfect that, and the fact that even what I think are the best 3D Sonic games have it makes me think it's intentional. Of like, you're not supposed to be able to have total 100 unbridled percent unbridled control over Sonic when he's going super fast because he's going super fast. You have to actually have a skill based system at which he moves and you control it very easily or very like with skill. Yeah. I like that, and it, the, the the like using the bumpers to dash side to side is back, and okay, that feels like really that. good. I like that, that feels really good. Um, and as playing a Sonic, I was taken through some of these really amazing set pieces, like whipping down, whipping down these like exploding corridors of buildings, and like sailing through the air and crashing the other enemies as things blew up behind me, and I could see this giant robot in the distance destroying a city. Oh, awesome. It was beautiful. The so whole- is this supposed to be a um, like like with Sonic? generations where it's taking levels from classic sonic games and reimagining them or? okay so no they, okay. the green hill zone is in this game but the well, only that's in every sonic i know 
But in, the reason it is in this game is you're playing as classic Sonic, and then he goes through it, and in the background, it's like, oh, this robot's coming to destroy Green Hill Zone. Oh, Green, no. Hill Zone, Green Hill Zone gets, like, starts getting, like, resources mined from it. No. The whole idea oh, of this game, I play as Modern Sonic, and I play it as a playable, playable avatar. The whole conceit is this is a ruined world. The bad guys have won. If you've watched Sonic uh, Sat AM, like the Saturday morning cartoon, yeah. uh, the good one, not Adventures of Sonic. Um, I watched... Or even Underground was pretty bleak. Yeah, it was. Um, the... Except <laughs> when they <laughs> played their instruments. My, my legitimate favorite uh, Sonic TV series was uh, Sonic X. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll good. give you that. Gotta go fast. So good. Yeah. <laughs> like, that song gets stuck in my head yeah. weekly. Underground's theme gets stuck yeah. in my head weekly. Underground. <laughs> but yeah, you are playing as a group of resistance fighters. Um, and they come into you in the comms. Like, Amy and Knuckles are being like, Sonic, these people are gonna basically die. Or like, this city's destroyed. You have to get out of there. It's hopeless. And all these really bleak platitudes of Jesus. like... Yeah, Knuckles is like... Knuckles, usually, like, the fun, cocky guys, like, Sonic, those robots are too strong. We shouldn't take them on. We're probably gonna die. Um, All those story things make me feel like Boom's characters would fit that world perfectly. Yeah, right? Um, well, their design's not their characters. I yeah, exactly. don't want Let's any not... T- what, what's Boom? What's Actually, Boom, you know guys? what? Okay, <laughs> if we're talking about character designs, I like Sonic with goggles. Yeah. That sure. made sense. He goes really fast. I like Stitch the Badger's design. I just hate her character. Um... I hate Knuckles' design and his character in that. What design? There was no design ever Knuckles. put into that. <laughs> I thought you were just going to pretend like there wasn't Knuckles. Like, yeah. no, there's no Knuckles. But, but no, dude, uh, so it's cool. This playing as Sonic was felt really good, and like the whole conceit of this is basically Sonic Sat AM, the game is great. The game is beautiful. Like, it is mm-hmm. so pretty. And Sonic game's tend to be. Yeah, and like, that. that's always the disappointing thing about Sonic 06, right, is like, this game's buggy, and I, I have a soft spot for that game in my heart, honestly. That game's buggy and broken, but it is very pretty. The cutscenes are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and some of the levels look pretty good, too. It's just like, maybe if this game was not released, maybe it'd be earlier than intended. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, maybe if the game worked, it would be It's good. beautiful, and I will say this. It's beautiful, and in the trailers I've watched from this game leading up to it was, yeah. I noticed that there was some horrible framiness in the trailers. Of like, this is not good. Yeah. No framiness at all in this. That's good. Like, whipping around at really pretty good frame rates. Um, Maybe they were just prepping it for the Switch version. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I think they had it running on an Alienware Aurora. I oh, that might be why. Yeah, yeah. Which is, what, which is what I use uh, with a 1080 and everything. Uh, but, yeah, it looks great. Um, it's going to come out on the PC, PS4, Switch, Xbox One. I'm going to get on the PC so I can run it at 4K um, on my, like, 30-inch monitor. <laughs> but uh, it looks good. And then, what? It also, I will say, I was super wrong about the playable Avatar uh, characters because as much as I liked playing as Modern Sonic, I actually had a little more fun playing as the Avatar. Okay. Yeah, I, I picked the lady. Uh, by the way, the lady who was playing, who was, like, staying next to me, she was, like, one of the PR people, obviously. She was like in her late thirties, early forties, like this really like small lady, yeah. and she was so stoked about this game. She was like, <laughs> and like she didn't like speak English as her first language, and like it, but she was so happy watching me do things, and she was like, oh, hit this button, and then it'll make you do this, and I like didn't do it the first time, I like failed. She's like, oh no, and then so like the big thing was I was playing as an avatar. Uh, that's playing this like cat with glasses, uh, and I had a flamethrower. And you have a flamethrower, you can shoot the flamethrower and torch different robots, and you can blow it up in midair and propel yourself higher. Okay. 
Okay. And you can keep doing that and then blow yourself up into more fuel canisters so you can keep going to get more rains. It's a really cool platforming mechanic. I loved it. Yeah. And this lady, when I did it, she like basically like was jumping up and down and cheering. Like she was so happy that I did it. Like she was so psyched. And so yeah, I loved it. Um, I love playing as an avatar. Um, that you don't really lose any speed. Uh, what I played was entirely uh, side scrolling as avatar, except for one segment at the end where you're running towards the camera like Crash Bandicoot style. You have to dodge things that are getting hurled at you by this giant robot spider. There's a giant whale. <laughs> I, dude, if there's a giant, uh, not a giant whale in this game, I'm gonna be crushed. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be crushed 40. Uh, but yeah, it was mainly side scrolling and more precision based platforming. Sure, um, which it, the controls are really precise and pretty feel pretty good. Um, but it never lost that sense of speed. It felt more like, oh, this is like a Genesis Sonic situation when I'm playing as this character. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't get the chance to play as Classic Sonic, although my friend uh, Patrick, who writes for Sega Bits, he did, and he said the uh, Classic Sonic in this game feels way better than it did in Generations. Um, Interesting. I mean, yeah, the Classic Sonic wasn't standout in Generations. Yeah, it was just kind of like, I have to get through these levels to get to the cool set pieces. Yeah. Um, and, and they weren't bad, but it was so kind of like... Yeah. Classic Sonic worked really well when the like the actual levels that were supposed to be classic. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when they got and they had to like stretch it more, it's like, here's that level from Sonic Heroes with Classic Sonic. I was like, oh, this yeah. isn't good. Here's yeah. Crisis City is yeah, Classic it Sonic. It doesn't work quite as well the other way around. Yeah, like Crisis City is a level that was meant to be played with modern Sonic sliding down a skyscraper on a scrap of metal. Like that's what that was made for. Um but yeah, playing as the customizable avatar is was great. I loved that. Um, and the lady told me that there's a lot of customization options. You can pick a lot of different animals. You can pick a lot of different, like, basically, if you have your furry deviant on an OC, you can make it in this game. I'm Brilliant. very excited about that. So um, this is what everyone has to do. Go to Google, type in your name, and then the hedgehog after. And that's your created character. Um, yeah. Um, Lincoln Park hasn't been confirmed for this game, uh, for edginess, but I'm sure <laughs> we'll get it. Um, there was some vocal music uh, from this what, that was like a lady saying, which is the first time not only Crush 40 has worked on a Sonic game in a bit. Um, the music was great. Really? So is, is Crush 40 going to be in this? They are. They okay. did record a theme. We have, we have heard the theme in trailers, but they have not shown us the vocals yet, okay. which they're waiting for the main game to okay. show us that. Um, but Johnny G.O.L. is doing it again. Cool. Uh, John Sinoe, uh yeah, Sonic Forces, I went and going, like, this will be a pretty good, okay, Sonic game. And I came out going, wow, this is one of the best games to play this whole show. Like, I loved it. Second day is the best day, man. Yeah, I was, like yeah, I was really excited, and I'm really excited to play that game. So and that makes me wonder. So I've played the best game I've played this, uh, this show today. Sure. You've played the best game you've played all show today. Sure. Cool. Yeah. I didn't get a lot of hands-on with anything today. Oh, no. no. Yeah, where everyone's saying that second day is the best day, I'm like, no, first day was my best day. I got access to Gundam Versus, Dragon Ball Z, Total War, Warhammer 2. How was Gundam Versus, by the way? Gundam Versus is stellar. As a fan of the Versus series, like, I've been importing the game since PSP. Uh, This one is amazing. And I know that I still hold the record in the booth with Sinanju for five minutes. That is That's awesome. my record, That's and awesome. no one's beaten it yet. So suck it, game journalists. But... <laughs> <laughs> Did you just turn into a living Reddit post yeah. for a second? 
uh, but day two for me was a lot of tech. Uh, uh, I didn't really see a ton of, I didn't really get a lot of hands-on stuff until the mix, uh, which was uh, tonight, and that was really exciting. Made some friends over at Tiny Build and Adult Swim, which was great. Tiny Build's great. But uh, for stuff that I actually saw on the floor, uh, I would say that Crytek actually surprised me with a really interesting multiplayer title called Hunt Showdown. Now, this is a very early uh, access game. It's not even going to be released for any time soon, but it's basically the free-to-play successor to Evolve. They're thinking that free-to-play is the model, the ideal model for this right at the get-go. And what it is, is a 2v2v2v2 game where four teams of co-op partners are hunting uh, a singular beast, a singular demon, and what they're trying to do is that they're trying to banish it uh, back to hell. They're trying to get the bounty uh, that is left from its carcass, and they're trying to get it. They and, want that booty. Yeah, they want that bounty. They want that <laughs> booty. They want to put it in that way, and they want to leave. Um, but because it it has this huge PvP mindset, um, and for a, for a guy that, uh, especially in his early days of gaming, and especially online gaming, I built my best friendship uh, with my friend Adam over online games with Halo Three, with Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And this is exactly up our alley, especially since we've played Battle Royale games lately like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, H1Z1. This is right up our alley, and I'd be so excited to get hands-on with him with this. Um, but there's a lot of strategy that goes into it. It's picking out your loadouts, picking out your tacticals. It's an extremely dark environment, and it's an extremely small environment. It's only one kilometer v one kilometer with all these teams interacting with each other, trying to track down clues of where this boss is and trying to avoid the other players so they're not instantly killed. Um, so there's tons of customization, tons of tactical gameplay in that, and that's exactly right up our alley when we were playing team doubles in Halo 3. Um, and what they were showing was simply stellar. And the boss monster itself, the one that they showed off was the uh, human spider. And it is one of the creepiest bosses I have ever seen. This thing is making noises like clicking and clacking, kind of, oh. kind of like a clicker. He, if he attacks you, he is just crawling all over you, no. oozing, no. hitting you with nope. his fangs. Nope. nope. And okay. spitting in your face. And he's so quick. He's moving up and down walls. He's disappearing at the blink of an eye. And all the while, you're just trying, I gotta kill this as fast as possible, because the other teams are here, and they're gonna try and kill me before I get to it. So does someone control monsters too? No, oh. it is actually completely AI. Oh. Okay, so no asymmetrical. That's cool, though. Yes, it is very cool. Um, they, might end, they might end up adding something like that down the line. They totally could. Um, it's extremely early. I didn't even get hands-on with it. The uh, creative director walked me through it. And uh, I was with some fellow friends of Niche Gamer, uh, just interviewing him about it, talking about the game. It shows a lot of great promise for people who enjoy multiplayer experiences, and it's something that is truly unique. I think it, is, it could be the Evolve that works. And uh, it'll be yeah. interesting to see how it shapes up as it goes further in development. The concept of Evolve working is too good for me to believe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it actually took that if you just made it a PvP of hunters trying to hunt the creature and trying to manipulate that. I think that was actually something that uh, could be really cool. Now, will the boss be able to 
be controlled by a player is a completely different thing. But I really like their vision with what they're going with now, and it'll be interesting to see how they pursue development and how they flesh things out further. Uh, yeah. That's, Other than that, cool. yeah, a lot of tech. I was looking at Alienware today, who was showing off Threadripper from AMD's line. Uh, they were also showing off an Area 51 PC with Intel's new i9s. Um, Which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, everything about the CPU market is ridiculous. If you're not if you're not above twelve cores, then you're doing it wrong. Essentially, I I had this experience with my friend. He's like a computer geek. Uh, uh, shout out to my computer geek friend. Uh, he uh, he <laughs> he's, he's, he's his computer. Yeah, geek what's friend. up? He's a cool dude. How you doing, uh, I live with him. He's a cool dude. Uh, but I I told him the specs of my computer. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I was like, I have 64 gigs of RAM. Okay, um, so you're overkill on that. Right. I have I have a 1080 Founders Edition. Okay, you'll um, be good for years on that. Yeah, I have like <laughs> I have an i7. Uh, i7. Yep, solid. Yeah, I have a bunch of these cool different things. And he was like, um, Elias, my dude, that was complete overkill. You basically <laughs> have like a NASA supercomputer up there. I have like liquid cooler and all stuff. And so... Going like hearing because I went to the PC gaming conference and hearing yeah. the stuff that was up on display, I was like, "Well, knowing contextually that I'm overkill, this is like triple overkill." <laughs> yes, especially when gaming is still so restricted. A majority of games, like over ninety five percent, still only run off of four cores. So when you're saying i seven, most likely you're saying that you have a quad core chip and it and it's clocked extremely high at base, like maybe even four point two gigahertz. Yeah, yeah. Exactly up that alley. Um, so when they're announcing things like Threadripper with 12 plus cores, and they're announcing i9s with 18 cores total, uh, and even more theoretical threads that everyone could take advantage of, it's like, this isn't for gamers. Now, when are you going to um, need this? Yeah, it, it, they market it towards gamers because they know they can take advantage of that with big numbers means, yes, I'm getting the most performance out of my system. I'm getting the most graphics. Yes, I'm getting the best graphics I'm, and everything's running flawlessly. But these are those high-end CPUs are really meant for workstation PCs. They're meant for video Send editing. Spaceships into the space. Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> They're meant for those advanced tasks. They're not meant for just medial things like entertainment. Uh, but they're finding a market in there, and we'll see how they succeed because with uh, AMD's uh, improving price points and with Intel continuing to be that enthusiast top tier that everyone desires, uh, the, the tech race right now between those two companies is something that it, that everyone is paying attention to very closely as those two lines release. Yeah, I um I like Alienware in particular, uh, like with the Lim Shark Intel and you going to Theorist thing, it's like yeah. I had like I had an Alienware laptop like back in the day. And I think a big problem with Alienware used to be it's like uh, you buy this preset, you buy this pre-made, you can't touch it. And I, like, yeah. in recent years, they've opened up a lot, because I have an Aurora, which is super easy to open up and put new stuff in. They are so free with that now. I love it. Like, I love it. And they seem like to be going in a pretty okay direction. Yeah. Have you, did you, you saw NVIDIA today too, didn't you? I did see NVIDIA today, but it was a very minor showing. The big thing they wanted to show off there was Destiny 2. I'm seeing Destiny 2 tomorrow, but even oh, then, awesome. it's still going to be uh, kind of the same stuff that people saw at the uh, earlier gameplay reveal. 
Uh, with NVIDIA, though, an interesting thing that they're going into right now is they want to explore uh, what they're calling NVIDIA G-Sync HDR panels. And it's their next step in that kind of technology where they want that really high frame rate. Uh, they really want to, uh, yeah, that, sorry, the really high refresh rate. Uh, they really want to explore uh, creating a stronger color for what artists intended. Like what they were showing off was they were showing a, an SDR panel and then they were showing their new panel. And their prime subject was uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. And what they were showing, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I had to snicker about No, that. no, we, we did too. Me and Brendan did too. Uh, but what they were saying was that EA and us, we worked together on this to show you this new HDR thing. And with standard depth, it's like, that looks like a good scene. That, that looks like it could be something that uh, is great for the modern day, that is pretty expressive, but it's all, it's actually all blacked out. It's all mudded out. All the details aren't really coming through. And with this new technology, you can really see the artist's intent that they really wanted to capture cool. with the game. So when everyone's like, Mass Effect and Drama was actually kind of a bleak game, but the environments look like really bright and kind of cheerful even at times, the, the super HDR stuff with G-Sync that they were showing off today uh, really showed that it is actually bleak. It is the artist's intent that they wanted to showcase with this game that doesn't come out because of the limits of technology today. That's cool. Yeah. I, I did hear that, uh, I heard that Mass Effect Andromeda has become a better game, and it's pretty okay on the PC. It yeah. doesn't fix the storytelling problems. That's for sure. But, you know, it still has, it still has, you know, cute alien ladies and dudes, and apparently it plays better now, so yeah. have, like, one dude that you can, like, have a relationship with? They changed that. The, so okay. some of the patches have actually added dialogue and romance options, like, and they've changed some dialogue to make, because I, uh... Not to get too much, I know this is not a social justice focused podcast, but some of the dialogue for some of the gay characters, especially the ones that were men, were very, like, despite the fact that this character is gay, this is very homophobic. Really? <laughs> yeah, and there's a character that's like a trans character, and yeah. the character is immediately, like, the second thing they say is like, this used to be my name, and now it's not anymore. It's like, oh, okay. That's not the best way to do this. Yeah. They changed that. Wow. Well, that's good. Um... That's... Speaking of progressive things, Cody, before we get off, okay, you played you played Agents of Mayhem. Yes. I played Agents of Mayhem. What I got, I, I was thinking of like inclusivity, and Agents of Mayhem is a very inclusive game with a very diverse cast. I played that today, and you played it last year. I um, didn't have your thoughts that. last year. Okay, so okay, I don't remember the cast. I remember the one they showed off, which. If I recall, was white with like a token black guy. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. It could have changed, changed a lot. Then. Um, but that's how I remember it. Uh, so on that front, I, I didn't like it. Um, I thought that now it was a super early build, so I can't be too harsh on it. But yeah. I thought that um, it forced funny, and when you force funny not funny and it just it was really hard to care about anything I was doing because it just seemed like they were trying too hard to be like oh this is Saturday morning cartoon was it really like playing off the stereotypes of those diversities um, I don't remember I honestly don't recall yeah. there being that diverse cast I, I, I really don't there is one now for sure I, yeah. would, I, I would argue at this point 
Last year, definitely not. This year, that there's one. Okay. Do you remember last year what they showed off at all? I do a little bit. And yeah. It was very limited. Oh, okay. It, it okay. was. It was literally. It here's was a lady. Really early build. It was a lady. Here's your white dude, Hollywood. Yeah. And here's the, your token black guy. Yeah. Uh, that's changed a bunch. That's good. Uh, so, but last year, like the humor and stuff, didn't impress you a lot. No. Uh, so this year, I, I get to play a little bit. So on the humor front, uh, they have a lot. I I had access to every character. Okay. Um, and there are like twelve. Um. And so the, there's a Muslim character. There's a more like muscular, sort of heavy set uh, roller derby character. Um, there's there are characters who are black, Hispanic, uh, Japanese. Like it's super diverse and cool. And in terms cool. of like, and I like that a lot. Like I, I like it. Um, some people might say it's like you're shoehorning it. It doesn't feel like that at all. Um, I, I think the humor is like a very hit or miss situation in this game. Like now, I had access to a mission where I was going after a pop star who the developer was very cheekily like he was like, "Hey, guess what? This definitely isn't modeled on a real uh, pop star, buddy guy. We would never do that. That would be crazy." Uh, it's Justin Bieber. Um, I was gonna say, <laughs> it's Justin Bieber. Um, and he's like. He's making people wear VR headsets and brainwashing them with his music. Uh, and some Have of it is like... his eyes before? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, some of it is like, legitimately funny. Like, the guy has a car that is his, like, his, he calls it like his baby. He's named it. And it has a mural of him on the front and the hood ornament is his... Um, junk. <laughs> okay. um, I get behind that. So yeah. some of it was, and he like has a lot of really. You listen to his audio diaries, and he, one of them is an example. It's like, it's like year three of me being rich and famous, and guess what? It still rocks. And like he talks to himself. Um, it's much really funny, and some of it is very much that Borderlands uh, two in particular, Borderlands two, Battleborn. We are screaming at you, dumb things, and you're supposed to think it's funny. Um, so I got this weird mix of, like, some of this is legitimately clever, um, and some of this is just, um, you're yelling. Yeah. It's yelling humor. That sounds like Sunset Overdrive to me. Yeah, Sunset Overdrive is a game I liked a whole lot, yeah. but a lot of it was yelling humor. Yeah. A lot of it was very edgy. We had Vans, that's the edgy brand for the edgy teens. It'd be terrible if you had to collect three generators but it's a video game oh. Here we go. Neo Gas is gonna tear us. That, that, that was a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Neo Gas gonna tear us apart for this. It's like, okay, all right. Yeah. But, but I'm, glad that you, I'm, glad, I'm glad that it looks like it's coming along because. Yeah, it's, it's um, fine. It's I, good. Yeah, you know what? Maybe next year the, what they show will be different and better. And... It's coming out in August. You know what? Maybe huh. this is the game we're getting. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was what I was going to get to. I ran into a technical issue with that game. Like, uh, an enemy spawned, um, an enemy spawned. I did something with an enemy. I was climbing up a tower in this John Wick homage scene. Really cool. Really cool mission, honestly. Um, personal mission. You characterize these personal missions that are like themed after different movies and built around their personalities. Mm -hmm. um, and so this was the ex-Yakuza guy who had an Oni mask on his face. Okay. So climbing this building. Really long mission. I died the first time. This game has 15 different difficulty levels by the way. 15. Okay. That seems excessive. It's yes. But it's cool. There's a lot, there's a lot of depth, a lot of customization that would be, I'm not going to go into because we're running low on time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically I went, I went all the way up this tower twice and the second time I did it I used this act, this ability to put people in bubbles and threw them around and they killed them. Unfortunately, one of them apparently did not die when I um, 
when I put them in a bubble and it put them off the level somewhere, down on ground level, I'm at the top of a skyscraper, I couldn't find them again without actually probably dying, mm. and I went up to the next level, and there were no enemies. I was almost in their top. I was about to fight the final boss, the, the boss of this mission, and I turned to the uh, I turned to the developer. I was like, "Hey, uh, are supposed to be enemies here? Am I doing something wrong?" He was like, "Uh, yeah, go up another level." And I did. And he was like, "Oh, something broke." Like, just very plain, matter of fact, yeah, uh, you broke it somehow. Uh, so, obviously, this game... Actually, I... It does come out month after next. Yeah. And I know you can fix a lot in a short amount of time, but the fact that I was able to just make that happen by using a simple ability and break the game made me not feel great. Like, um, did they say that this was like the first time it ever happened, or were that? No, like... no. I actually, the guy next to me did something that crashed the game. Oh, jeez. Um, he, and he actually told me not. The guy specifically told me not to go do a certain mission because it would crash the game. Oh no. So, and we're, this was also playing Alien Rare Roars. Like, it, it looks good. The game's yeah. very pretty. Um, it plays really well, except for cars feel awful to drive. Uh, they really feel terrible. Um, very unresponsive. Almost. Um, Yikes. But for the most part, it feels really good. I had a lot of fun with it, like messing around, like crackdown, basically. Cool. But technical issues that I'm worried about. So, yeah. Well, on that note, as I get the battery flash sign on this recorder, we should wrap (laughs) this up. We'll wrap this up. Before we leave, I just want to thank our friends over at Comic Bento. Don't forget to check out comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps. It's literally just the word CGMAG. But but they're all in capital letters, not CG magazines. Imagine, yeah. Thank, thank, uh, hey, thanks, Comics Bento. You're pretty yeah, great. They're, Comic they're pretty Comics great. Bento. I just got uh, the one that's over on the table there. I have uh, a Old Man Logan story that came in uh, two in- months ago. Interesting. Uh, yeah, like you can get some great stuff on there. I I really recommend it. Anyway, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at cgmagonline.com at cgmagonline. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody underscore Orm O R M E. Cool. I don't have a Twitter, so just look at my previews. (laughs) You can follow me on Twitter at the Fried Critic. 